It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk. Whoa, wrong, wrong, wrong mic. Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're, we're broadcasting and I'm live. On, I'm on the right mic, eh? Literally <laughs> and figuratively, man. We're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And from the largest radio network, internet radio network in the world, Live365.com, eh? Anyway, we do it every week. Uh, we're doing it for the last time on Wednesday, and we're going back to Tuesdays next week because Tuesday is Twinsday. So listen to us then on TwinTalkCast.com. But for now, Wednesday is Hump a Twin Day. Okay, we have a fan- we have a fantastic show. We want to let everyone know that it's got a- we got a great show coming up. With us today, um, actor from various film and television, uh, and also an activist with TheGallantFew.org, uh, Mr. Michael Broderick. Also with us from from the Black Eyed Peas and his new project, Sons of Mariel, George Pajon. Right on, man. And uh, from thecineverse.com, that's uh, Cordell Crisman. One, one, of the genius, one of the geniuses. Yeah, go for it. Well, I left that for you, because eh? you say it so well. One eh? of the geniuses from thecineverse.com, Cordell Crisman, is going to be with us today. And you, got, you got that S right down, you know. Mine has got a little bit of a lisp. You have a lisp. I do. They say that, that people with lists. Are better lovers, but I, you know, I believe I beg that. to differ. But you know what I want to know is why you sound more like a snake, eh? <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> calling your twin brother a snake. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Also, uh, like we do every week, um, straight out of NBC and Telemundo, uh, uh, Jackie Casas, multimedia journalist and cool ass chick with the pink headphones, is going to be giving us the news and dirty laundry in a little while. What do you got going on with the news and dirty laundry, my dear? Hey guys, tonight on News and Dirty Laundry, breaking news, a beloved actor James Gandolfini died today. Details on his unexpected death. Also, Sebastián de la Cruz, if that name doesn't ring a bell, I'll tell you why this 11-year-old boy and his little charro suit caused such a stir last week. I like how she says (laughs) Sebastián. And finally, want to avoid pink eye? Well, don't get your eyeball licked. Yeah, (laughs) you heard me. Eyeball, eyeball licking, the latest craze out of Japan. Details on that and more coming up in a few stay tuned. I tell you, those Japanese, man, they always come up with something new, some new fetish. (laughs) Man. Hey, I don't know. I hope it's a good one because I, you know, I've licked an eyeball or two. (laughs) But not more than two, baby. I can't can't ever say I've ever licked an eyeball, dude. (laughs) I've never intentionally licked an eyeball. (laughs) I mean, you know. Jeez. Anyways, that's what's going on with the news and Dirty Laundry with Jackie Casas, and we're happy that she's back. We want to let you all know that you can communicate with us throughout the show via Facebook. Go to our Facebook page and uh, friend us on Twin Talk Show and post on our wall. We read the comments and we react. And if you want to say something like tell my brother to callate or be quiet or whatever – Say it on our Facebook wall. We also have a Twitter account. Charlie, where- man, you're the one that needs to be <laughs> quiet and shit. They'll probably call in for 
Me. Eh? Also on Twitter. Like, where are you, Angel? On Twitter, it's <laughs> at Twin Talk Show. Also, we do it the old-fashioned way. If you want to give us a call here directly to Dio Luis's Garage, give us a call at 626-275-8946. So if you have one of those old phones that still shows your number, it'll say twin, eh? Anyway, so yeah, it'll say twin. Yeah, yeah it will. But anyways, dial us up throughout the... We invite you throughout the show. There's only one time during the show where we don't take calls. Two two times. During the Chill Lounge and yes. during the Patriot Pass. And to remind you, we also have a Patriot Pass today. I'll be doing my Patriot Pass today for all of you people who want to get just irked. Hyper-patriotic. If you guys want to get irked, listen to me. It's my my opportunity <laughs> to speak freely because our rights are being taken away as we speak and I want to exercise that right. Also, my brother's got the chill lounge to close out, close out the shows he does every week. Uh, yes, a little bit of chill lounge at the end of the show. Sometimes silly, sometimes profound, but it's always chill. Whatever. So, bro, yeah. what's up, man? How was your week, man? It was good, man. Finally, finally through that graduation party for your nephew, my son. Yeah, fantastic. I'm happy. Now I can say, okay, I got summer vacation too, man. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm very proud of him. He's a very uh, a young man who's smart with a lot of initiative. I told him, I took him aside, and uh, I said, listen, I'm proud of you. Uh, fantastic. Do Keep doing what you're doing. You're Don't ever feel like you're not succeeding just because you're not there. It's all about the journey. But remember... I'm there, I said. Call on me if you need anything, I said. Thank you, brother. So, Thank um, you, brother. But you know what? My son, I think, is very astute. That's a new word for you, isn't it? It sounds pretty <laughs> smart, so I thought I'd throw it in there. But, yeah, thank you for, for being there for my son. Eh? <laughs> I know I mean it. And I said the same thing to Amber, who, who was also our niece who graduated. So, uh, Pluto to class of 2013. I had a really... Um, cool week myself very very busy as you know i was on assignment on nbc's the voice which had the grand finale last night you must you met chair i met chair oh dude. like chevrolet <laughs> i love chair eh? anyway um i only, I only follow the show because i'm watching it as, because i'm there working it and uh, but i must say uh, talk about the american dream share aside talk because she's a half breed and she even she made it Ta- <laughs> hey Aside from that, the American dream, the young girl who won Danielle Bradbury, uh-huh. 16 years old, who all she ever that did. Was the, it, it, she was the one that was on that country singers team. Yeah, right? Team Blake. Okay. And all she <laughs> did was uh, her, she would sing. Like, team Hernandez, say, I like the sound of that She never one, sang eh? publicly. She sang in her bedroom, and her mom signed her up. Really? And she has an amazing voice, and she wins The Voice. But I don't know. I didn't watch the show. But didn't uh, her and Blake sing together? They did. Isn't he like a Grammy award-winning singer? Yeah. So that's got to be unfair, eh? No, but they all had an opportunity to sing with their coaches. Like Michelle Shamuel sang with Usher. Okay, how many Grammys, Grammys does he have compared to Blake? Eh? Did they throw that one in the mix? Oh, that's Bien? a good That's a good point. Who knows? They might have, eh? Very good point. Blake Shelton arguably is the most popular of all the judges. And and what what that show's done for him? Hey, that Maroon career. Five guy is. He's always doing the same face. Hey? No, but I tell and you, he's everybody's fan. <laughs> but he's kind of like I don't know. He's kind of hard to. You know. you know what? I can't tell the difference between him and Carson and uh, Ryan Seacrest. Eh? <laughs> they like came out of the same pod. You know, the one but, of the body snatchers, right. honey. <laughs> oh man. They got the whole L.A. Uh, metrosexual look, but it works for some people. They do. Eh? That's in now. I don't know if I could rock that one. Though. Anyways, uh, the, the, 
the uh, finale was yesterday. I had an opportunity to, to uh, congratulate Did you have a good Daniel. time? I did. It was a busy day, but it was the best part of the day was, was meeting Cher. I, uh, dude. Would I, you, would you, if you could turn back time, yeah. <laughs> would you do it again? Can I just tell you, this woman has somehow accomplished that. I meet, I've met a lot of celebrities, and our guest who's here today would probably agree that, you know, you know you, they all are good-looking. They're good-looking because they, you know, they're just good-looking. That's why they're on, on the silver screen. But <laughs> when you get close, you can see that they've aged a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that, you yeah. know? I don't know what Agent. she does. She's tur- Dude, she has seriously turned back time. Whoever her guy is, her doctor, oh, my God. It doesn't even look. It looks. Really? It, it looks real? I, I, I'm not kidding. So Amazing. You, so you suspect that she's natural or unnatural, but just a good job, just a real good bondo job. It doesn't even <laughs> look like a bondo. It doesn't look hey, did like. Did she it. wear one of those V one piece outfits? You no, know, that kind of just only held her boobies and covered she, her crotch. She did have a one. You know what though? What was interesting to see her perform? She, she doesn't performed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she doesn't miss a step. Does she have Does the she, Audrey Hepburn? You know, no. Shake? <laughs> no, that's the thing. If I, I could turn back. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The woman is really. (laughs) Oh, Sunny. (laughs) I guess I'd be an oak tree. (laughs) Anyway, so. (laughs) No, really. No, Charlie, you stick to the Captain Kirk and shit back there. Anyway, so. (laughs) Why do you have to tell me these things in front of everyone? So. No, listen. Doesn't he look like Captain Kirk, Jackie? He always wants to be in control. And now, look, he started with one table, right? Like a six by two table. Hey, Bones, table. listen to me, Bones. <laughs> and then he has a little, like, a table, like the kinds that you fold out to it, go watch TV oh, and eat. It's the okay. And on the other side is a, a desk that somebody put on the curb that said free. It looks like one of those desks <laughs> for your computer, but it's this is the, the bridge. <laughs> it's yeah, the bridge. There you go. It's the bridge. It's oh, the bridge. All the Captain bridge. Kirk and Tolo, eh? Captain's, <laughs> Captain's Logs, 2013. And Theo. Luis's garage, a celestial place some, somewhere in the valley. <laughs> anyway. What were we talking about? We were talking about Cher. Anyway, she is amazing. She performed. Dude, she did not miss a step. She still has the beat. She doesn't move around like a 70-year-old lady or whatever she is. I am amazed. <laughs> whatever. Jose, pleasure to meet you. Where's your brother, Angel? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cher, I got a shout-out for you because it's time for your shout-outs. And uh, your shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another or metrosexual doubt. So go to ex- Express Cuts, and, and I'll tell you where you can uh, find them at later. But uh, anyhow, I want to give a first shout-out to... Uh, Oh, dude, that group on Saturday, <laughs> Los Sin Cara, say, on the spot, they were called the No Faces. And then they said, hey, should we change it for Spanish? And I said, yes. <laughs> and they immediately changed their name to Los Sin Caras. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm glad you guys were good, eh? First time I heard you. Also, I want to give a shout out to Fat Joe, eh? Great to meet you. Is that Fat with an F or a P-H, eh? What's up, Fat? Let us know, eh? You were, you were pretty cool, man. Also, uh, uh, a shout-out to Corey Muniz. Thanks for the inbox. Also, Rosie Hernandez. All right, pura familia. I inboxed you, baby. Oh, yes. I friended, re- I, I answered yes to your request también. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my baby girl, Samantha. Check it out, eh? She changed the radiator hose by herself. Yeah, congratulations. Because her car was over- overheating. And... Uh, and she handled that one también, and and she also went to the uh, get her car and todo. Go but on, the other Rosie one, Riveter. 
Hey, good job on the, uh, handling that mechanica on your car, mija. <laughs> Anyways, I want to give my last shout-out to Richard Vargas at Aladdin Juniors. That's a Mediterranean cuisine place in downtown Pomona. Good food. Hey, they have live bands there on the weekends, man. Anyways, check them out over there. I was, hey, thanks for the, uh, for the, for the kickdown, también. You got a shout-out, bro? I do have a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to uh, 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 Sarah Fruman, producer at NBC News Channel. Hope you feel better. I want to give a shout-out also to our girl, Megan and Tammy from uh, Bakersfield Television. <laughs> shout-out to my girl, Lindsay Pena, KC24, and Fresno. Man, you look hot. You look like an Emmy yesterday. This is Sharon. I Sh- want to give a shout-out <laughs> to Jose and <laughs> Anyways, your shout-outs were brought to you by Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10-420 Laura Susa Road in the city of El Monte, Big Monte Homes. And uh, I don't know, look them up on the, on the uh, shit, Google them, and tell them Los Twins sent you, eh? Okay, when we come back, we're going to have News and Dirty Laundry. We're going to have Michael Broderick from television and thegallantfeud.org, uh, retired uh, Army guy, what was he, a sergeant, uh, Jay Irwin. Um, also, uh, I already said News and Dirty Laundry, which I guess is George Pajon from the Black Eyed Peas and Son Maria, Sons of Maria, and Cordell Crisman from thecineverse.com. We'll be right back. Choo! Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365, and on. And on www.twintalkcast.com. That's our website, eh? Yeah, you know what? And we want to invite all of our listeners to... Subscribe, eh? Well, yeah. Subscribe on it, eh? Because that's can, what you do. <laughs> if you want to listen to our, all our shows, we broadcast live every week, but they are archived for podcast. On our website on twintalkcast.com, click the link that says previous podcast and you have your selection. Oh, of them. dude, what a good show we had last yeah, week. Yeah. And you can find that on our podcast. We had uh, Gil Carrillo, the lieutenant and homicide detective, retired right. from the LAPD, who, who, was, who, who was investigating the Night Stalker. Yeah, he was here because the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, just passed away. And he was here giving us a very candid uh, account of what it was like to be the lead detective. In other words, on it that. was it was a very Spanglish account, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good interview, very professional. He Spanglish también. We want to eh? thank Lieutenant Gil Carrillo, uh, retired Lieutenant Gil Carrillo from LA County Sheriff's, for being on our show. He was fantastic. Check it out. It was, it was you a guys, good one. I it was you. creepy, man. <laughs> it was creepy. A good if you guys know anything about the Rich, Rich 
Ramirez and the Night Stalker serial killer, like no other serial killer since Jack the Ripper. Check it out on our show on TwinTalkCast.com. Also, like my brother says, you could subscribe to our shows. And, um, and get it automatically and gadget us, eh? They will be automatic. Just like get it on your gadget. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, I uh, uh, just want to say a quick shout-out to my son, Angel Ray. Hey, I'm pulling for you, mijo. I hope you uh, get better soon. Get better, babe. Anyway, so there it is. When you hear that guttural beat that grabs you from the loins and goes, Ay, listen now. Uh, Jackie likes it when you do that. It's time for <laughs> multimedia journalist from NBC and Telemundo, our friend with the pink headphones who brings the news and dirty laundry every week, Jackie Casa. Hey, Jackie, welcome back. How, how are you guys doing? Uh, fine. We're so I happy to see you. I missed you guys. Yes. yes. How was, where were you? And what were you this time? Hawaii? Was, England? No, I wasn't on vacation anywhere. I was actually at an event that um, I had promised my friend months ago I was going to go to. It was a, um event, a uh, press event for the Lone Ranger. So ah. it's... Um, um, Did you see Johnny Depp? I didn't see Johnny Depp. But it was... Uh, so like Walt Disney now is partnered up with the Department of Tourism for Utah, which is like one of my favorite states ever. Oh, really? So they had a bunch of like Utah food, Utah wine, and uh, What's Utah What's Utah music. food? Utah, it's like... Uh, uh, another Another ut- utopian? Quote, unquote, yeah. It was really like Mexican. It was like tacos. U- Utah food. And it's, like it's a, cheese quesadilla no. with like green chili sauce. So hey, it's pretty. Hey, Jackie. Yeah. I dig your not so innocent uh, uh, Britney Spears glasses. Oh, really? Yeah. You uh, totally have look I not worn these before? Uh, I like that I pedantic thing. I've seen it many times. Yeah. That's how it, when I met do you, the you dance. were wearing those. Do the dance. Well, these are new. <laughs> these are new. Not so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was a <laughs> screw the contact lens today. <laughs> hey, but uh, what is Utah food? Is it like another utopian? N- no. Was it the Utah guys? That's the ones what they that, called the it. The ones that ate themselves in that past coming from Utah to California? No, you're talking about the, the, the Donnelly, the Donny, Donner expedition. Yeah, they were from Utah. You were, well, they, they were, were utopians. They were, no, no, no. They were utopians. <laughs> the utopians, dude. That's a totally different word. <laughs> The yeah, Donner Expedition, a, Angel, they, they, they were came from Utah. They were from all over. They went through the Utah Salt Flats, but they came. Pre- pre- so no, there. But they went through it. So, so Utopian cuisine is uh, fingernails. And dip, the fing- s'mores. <laughs> they had s'mores there. They had s'mores with the marshmallows that I, were I like. Sure? They have peach. They had regular honey marshmallow, and they had bacon marshmallows. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> they, they have so. orange peel. Uh, supposedly marshmallow. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. It was nice. So I was I was able to go. That's what I was able to do last week. So sorry. Scheduling conflict. Anyway, so let's get to the news in Jerry What do you got going us? All right, for guys. Us I actually started with something really sad tonight. Um, actor James Gandolfini, best known for his role in The Sopranos as the mob Bob on HBO's show. He died today in Italy. That big guy, the big guy? Yes. Yeah. The one that won all the Emmys? He yep. won He won multiple oh, Emmys. The 51-year-old act- actor died today in Italy. Sad. Reports say possibly of a heart attack. He was in uh, Rome, uh, scheduled <laughs> to appear at a film festival in Sicily this week, and it was a very well, unexpected death. Uh, now we have a little bit more details on James Gandolfini's uh, background. Yeah, okay, on the, line with, on the line with us right now from thecineverse.com, one of the geniuses from thecineverse.com, Cordell Crisman. Cordell, this is Jose. Do you hear us? 
Hey, Twin Talk. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Cordell? Thanks for being on the show again. Uh, we welcome your call as always. We just heard the breaking news on Jane Galdolfini's uh, passing, and uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, obviously talk to you about what's the latest, what's the details, and tell us a little bit about for those of those those of who may not know, who have lived under the rocks, who don't know don't know yeah, who Galdolfini yeah, it's, was. Yeah, I mean, it's a it is a sad day for both film and television. Um, you know, Jane Galdolfini. Obviously, everyone knows him from his iconic role as Tony Soprano in the hit show The Sopranos, but. He was a lot more than that, um, and it is sad to hear, you know. They haven't released exactly what happened yet, but they're thinking it's a heart attack. Uh, as a, as a, the lady in the pink headphones just said, uh, he <laughs> was uh, he did pass in Italy. Um, he was on holiday there. Wow. Um, and a lot, a lot of people don't know, you know, James Gandolfini, like his life and backstory. You know, he actually, he's basically playing himself on the Soprano. I mean, the guy was born and raised in Jersey. Um, both of his parents were from Italy. They were from the homeland. Wow. Um, you know, and he, he actually, in high school, he was a basketball player, but he also was on stage. He did a lot of stage work, too. You know, most actors in the industry, they like to do stage work. That's where they that's where they find home. Um, everyone knows him from TV and from movies like The Mexican and, and The Last Castle, things like that. But he also was a, a great producer. He actually produced a couple films um, for HBO. Um, one was called Alive. Day, Home from Iraq, um, that was in 2007. It was obviously about soldiers coming home from Iraq. Um, and, uh, you know, he and he was a, you know, a generous person. He had a lot of work with the, um, uh, with the UFO. Uh, he was an avid Vespa rider. Actually, he actually got into an accident a couple years back wow. um, on his Vespa in New York. That was pretty crazy. Wow, he rode a um, Vespa? T- Tony he wrote a Vespa so and a Harley. Let's, 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 I'll give him his due. He also wrote a Harley, but he did <laughs> like his Vespa. <laughs> hey Cordell, you know I I've seen uh, quite a few movies uh, with this guy, whether he had a leading role or a part role, you know, or a part time role, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, uh, and I don't know, I think maybe a lot of the community out there, viewers, would probably agree with me that when he did The Sopranos, it totally put him in coolness status, like like he hadn't been before. What, what do you think about that? Oh yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing, you know. Not taken away from these actors on the list, but Robert De Niro now. Uh oh, we just lost him. Oh, we're having technical difficulties here, <laughs> dude. Did you do that? Because I asked that no. question. <laughs> trying to be in control and Captain Kirk, he told over there. No, I don't know what happened. But you know what he mentioned uh, as we try to reestablish the call uh, with Cordell Crisman from thecineverse dot com. Um, one of my favorite films is a not very well known film that he mentioned the last castle love that film sure it's a little bit of a hollywood film but god i love the is film. that the one where they build that wall and they unbuild that wall también? yeah and they turn the flag upside down and gandolfini's the mino warden and, and all that anyways let's see if we got cordell back on the line are you there cordell i'm back i'm back sorry about that guys uh-huh. uh, these things happen uh-huh. um yeah but i'm back um yeah but i heard you mention the last castle uh great film uh, doesn't get as much press as we would like. I would like to. Piano uh, King was also recently in the movie with Brad Pitt and Killing Them Softly. Right. Um, but going back to the question I was asked um, earlier by Angel, I believe. Uh, so, like actors like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, they play these iconic gangster roles, and you're absolutely right. They are all of, all of a sudden ascended into cool status, if you will. Kenofini, mm-hmm. um, you know, is the same way. His his, uh, his rendition of Tony Soprano made him automatically cool. And, he and made, all the dudes 
wanted to be him, you know, because he had the mob and the guns and the money and the Cadillac and all that stuff. So, it's hey, he brought the he brought the Godfather and all those movies to today. Yeah, it was exactly. Model, exactly. The, it was like a contemporary, you know, uh, gangster. So before we let you go, exactly it, it before we let you go, um, obviously we, you know, nothing's come out exactly to the exact cause of death. Any word yet on on <laughs> on what the reaction of the yeah. public is or anything like that? Did they find a like a, a horse's head next to him? <laughs> <laughs> they did not. They actually said he may have choked on a um, a cannoli. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, I mean it's very it's very tongue in cheek at this moment. The report's still coming out. Obviously, this just dropped today. So I'm sure in the next coming days we will get the full report of exactly what happened, but they are saying heart attack now. Um, but as you know, the media, that could change tomorrow. Um, but a lot of people are sad. You know, a lot of people really like this guy. So. Angel, dude, you're <laughs> laughing. My brother's laughing in the background. It's a sad day, Angel. James Gandolfini has passed. I'm so my brother has no. Li- my brother has no cooth. No cooth. I'm celebrating his life. No cooth. Uh, how uncouth. How uncouth. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Cordell, thanks so much. Please keep us posted uh, posted on what's going on with Gandolfini, my man. I definitely will. I will. Uh, I will. I will read some more articles, and when I find anything interesting, I'll post on you guys' Facebook. Thanks a lot. That's Cordell Crisman from thecineverse.com. Check them out. Hey, hey, Cordell, don't forget the the cannolis. Okay, yeah, leave the gun. Take the cannolis. All right, everybody, have a good night. Bye bye now. So there you go. That was uh, that's, it is a sad day. No matter what, um, you know, we we do make these jokes sort of off the cuff and tongue in cheek, but we do feel for you're so proper, Jose. Hollywood. Why are you being all proper? And the with fans and his family, <laughs> because someone has passed. Yeah. It doesn't matter what part of the universe you are from. <laughs> a life has lost. Yes. Condolences <laughs> to his family and kids. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, The American Medical Association has adopted a new policy that officially labels obesity as a disease, which would require a range of medical interventions to advance obesity treatment and prevention. Scam, scam, scam. No, you know The physicians group voted to approve this obesity policy at their annual meeting in Chicago this week. So let me just give you some statistics here. The U.S. obesity rate increased almost 50% between 1997 and 2012. This is according to the CDC. Uh Uh, Today, nearly 30% of American adults are considered obese. And the problem is... it's GMOs, eh? And it's the it's the 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 um, what do you call no. it? Not the the it's the no. mono agriculture that we have. The way that we're growing our food and what's within our food supply is low in uh, nutritional content, but high in other things. Oh, a huge problem is amongst kids. Childhood of obesity course. is a huge. The problem huge is the parents. They're raising their kids on McDonald's. I'm interrupting you, but they're raising our kids on, a, on McDonald's. They're raising their their kids on the sweet drinks and potatoes. It is not. Listen, uh, the the dictionary de, uh, a definition hey. for disease is an impairment of health or condition of abnormal functioning. Now, if it's caused by some kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. then it's on you. You know, I mean. To, to, to make it or categorize it a disease, it's just opening up a whole thing for, you want to know what it is? Mm. Obamacare, bro. It's all about the Obamacare. Jose, Make no. obesity a, a disease. No, listen to me. Make obesity. Jose. Let me finish. Make obes- obesity a disease 
and you can control what what Americans are eating and drinking and how they're behaving in order to bring down the cost of Obamacare. No, you know what, Jose? You're 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 making it smaller than what it is, and and you're uh, putting, it's big. You know, it's no, socialism. No, Jose. You know what it is? It's capitalism. Is what it is. No, it's socialism. No, wait a second. It's capitalism because. The, the food supply is so saturated, okay, saturated with not good food, okay? Not that the good food is not out there, okay? But the way that we've structured our economic system, okay, is, is in a way where we're dependent on, a, in a, on a, a food supply that is being controlled by capitalism. And thus, the bottom line is the dollar, not our health. So we need to so go. So their agriculture. Well, hey, excuse me. This is my time. Thus, their agriculture is, like I said earlier, low in nutritional content, but high in bottom line uh, profit ways of making money, whether it's GMO or uh, the agriculture that they, they use by and putting a lot of Here's pesticides. So the, let me tell you, hold on. That <clears throat> in tune with the uh, the mass conditioning of the of, of the people. Okay, of course, I agree with you that it's in our hands as parents to okay. teach our children right. But, but we need, still need to hold our, our uh, the, these capitalists accountable, uh, the capitalists accountable, because they're the ones that are also controlling the media, who are conditioning okay, our done. kids. Okay, Move on, move via on. Commercials via okay. cartoons. You're going via on everything. a soapbox here. And stay, so when they grow up, concise. they don't know any better. Well, stay concise. They, they become you know parents. Here's, a, here's the deal. It, there is nothing wrong with capitalism. So, the problem capitalism. is not Obama. It, he is part no, of the problem, no, but he's not the but center Angel, of the but problem. Because he's a capital. But listen to me. He's the, all everything the politicians, that, including anything Obama, that has to do is with Angel, controlled by these capitalists. Anything that has to do with, a, with medicine now, anything that has to do with medicine. Cha-ching, uh, money. Th- let me finish. Now, it's let me always finish. been like no, that. No, wait a minute. Not just let me now. finish. Anything that has to do with medicine. No, Angel. Because you know you, why? You Affordable you, Care you, my ter- okay. Affordable Care Act has been has been passed against half of the Americans' will, okay? And it's going to cost money. And it's the most it is the biggest, most controlling factor that uh, have ever been instituted in the government in our U.S. in our government. Now, what anything that has to do with medicine, anything that has to do with medicine, diseases or what have you, are now under that umbrella, okay? So if you can say technically that this is a disease then guess what every american who is obese who has been um diagnosed with obesity is now under the control of the u.s government let me just tell you that it's one in every three americans is considered obese government control okay, angel let me government tell you, control you, you have it right backwards <laughs> okay, if you would just go backwards because Obama didn't bring this in, this brought Obama in. Whatever, dude. Move on to the next subject. Uh, well, there you go. So that, um, so I just wanted to just give a quick little stats about that, that being obese can increase your um, chances of heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea. In fact, obesity has been linked to almost every single chronic disease in some way. Or I want to talk to our fat listeners on the air right now that are listening oh, to us. terrible. For all you fat people who are listening to us, are you afraid now that you are a disease and that the government – because of Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act, will now be able to uh, possibly control 
your actions. So Are this, you afraid? Give us a, a, a reaction on Facebook, Twin Talk Show, or give us a call at 626-275-TWIN. Hey, but it's Big Pharma that's controlling Obama to make this happen. Oh, yeah. Not Obama I agree. bringing no, in Obama. I agree See, with it, you. It, it I agree with you. No, no, no. It would be somebody but, else. No, that's that's a, why capitalism whatever is the, the problem. Whatever the not point Obama. is. Whoever, if it was Obama, and I'm not, and, I'm not and if it was ass. Ozzy Osbourne, if it was Oral Hershizer, give me another old name <laughs> uh, that was president. Oral Hershizer, Ozzy Osbourne, President Obama, uh, Jackie Onassis. It doesn't matter who's in charge. I don't care who's in charge. The bottom line is it was done, and it's the worst thing for American uh, for the American. I since. just wanted to remind everyone, it is a recommendation from the American Medical Association. It's not anything that the insurance companies are even installing as of yet. They're still reviewing the policy. They're still looking at the recommendation. So just... Um, you can follow up with that with your It's not a disease. Company. Let's go on to the next one. All right, guys, moving on. Uh, an 11-year-old boy's rendition of the national anthem at Game 3 of the NBA Finals caused quite a ruckus last week, all because <laughs> he wore a mariachi suit what? during his performance. What's what? a ruckus? Ruckus. Ruckus. <laughs> ruckus. <laughs> ruckus. Sebastián de la Cruz, born and raised in San Antonio, received an applause at the uh, game. However, racist comments were flying all over the internet about him and his, perf and his performance. I so can't believe that. That's ridiculous. Just a couple of comments. I can believe to it. I could totally believe it. Just a couple of comments to let you know about what they said. One of them, uh, somebody from who said he's a proud father and firefighter from Augusta, Georgia, said, how are you singing the national anthem looking like an illegal immigrant? Whoa. Uh, another person uh, said, who let this illegal alien, alien sing our national anthem? And the list went on and on about <laughs> oh him. Oh, my God. Isn't that funny? Um, you know what that is? That's hyper-patriotism. No, 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 it's not. That's yeah, racism, it's, it's, Angel. It's, 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 no, it's not. It's racism. It's, it's, no, you know why? Because it's, mar it's, 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 how would I say it? It's Sebastian, uh, <laughs> Sebastian was not phased by these comments at all. He actually uh, responded to it and said, for those that said something bad about me, I understand it's your opinion. Good I'm a you. proud American and I live in a free country. It's not hurting me. It's just your opinion. So let's go ahead and take a listen to his performance and see maybe what we think about it, that. It was pretty feet of me, man. Can you see What's so Whose broad stripes and bright stars <laughs> through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. <laughs> And I liked his mariachi suit, eh? I'm yeah. glad he wore it. Yes, he did a... Because it is, it, a mariachi suit, suit is very American, and particularly from the region, which is the Sun Belt, right? San Antonio's well, part of the Sun Belt, which was uh, originally uh, 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 occupied, I would, for lack of a better term these days, uh, by Mexicans. Hold, hold on, we can't interrupt this part. Falsetto. 
Awesome. <laughs> I think he did a fantastic job, and he was so not faced by the comments. He's been singing since he was five years old, but he gained fame last year after being on NBC's America's Got Talent for ah. singing his mariachi ballads. He actually got in that competition to win in helps of um, helping his younger brother to get surgery for his hearing problem. Okay, so I, I, I watched I watched that competition. <laughs> I watched him, and the amazing thing about this guy, this kid, Gabriel. Um, Gabriel, um, Sebastian, Sebastian. Uh, you watch him perform and the kid really, really feels it. He looks, he sings beyond his age. And it's you, amazing. You know, he's helping his brother for his hearing problem because he owes it to him because he, <laughs> his brother had to listen to him while he was learning <laughs> it. Eh? So this happened during game <laughs> hey, you three. Owe me, bro. <laughs> this happened during Game 3 of the NBA Finals, which is uh, Spurs versus Miami Heat. So there was all of this online backlash about him wearing his suit. And, and, and people were saying, er, back it up. This is a cute little boy who performs. So the Spurs invited him to come back. For oh. Game Four to sing the national well, anthem game again. What's, in, you know what's interesting is it's already passed. It already oh. passed, but he was invited to perform again the national anthem, and he's just been all over the media ever since. The, fu the funny thing is that the national awesome. anthem, which was written by Francis Scott Key. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at you googling off faster shit. Yeah, I am googling. Good job, eh? Everyone knows it was written by Francis Scott Key, but what I'm going no, to I add, know that. but of course we learned that in school. I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> but what I'm going to say is, if you ever notice, if you ever notice, it's being performed to the music and melody of a f British tune. Yeah. So if you are really against uh, this young boy in his charro outfit, then you should probably change the music. From this, also by the way, America was coined by yeah, Amerigo Vespucci, an Italian. Come on, guy. Hey, I'm actually touting for the immigrants here, Angel. That doesn't happen very often. It's because but they were mensals, eh? These people that were tweeting, they're mensals, eh? <laughs> I mean, all they missed the song. Tweeting. The United States they're of sitting there tweeting away. What if they kept the name, the United States of Amerigo Vespucci? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Jeez. Anyway, ridiculous. Yeah, All right, move on to the next one. I say right on, Sebastian. You hey, keep on it. I will say Dale this. Ganas, eh? I, will say, hey, I will say this. I don't particularly like when people walk around wearing anything with American flag unless it's a, a legitimate insignia. Mm -hmm. You know, like shorts with, with the American flag or a loincloth or whatever they want to wear. It's so, okay to wear it. But I, I just, it's okay. It's legal. It's okay. It's not my taste. It's, but But this kid wore something that was... Uh, relevant to the genre that he sings. So these people are stupid for saying anything. Yeah, and on top of that, may I remind you, he's an American citizen. Yes. He was born and raised in <laughs> San, San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> which last time I checked is part of the United States. So uh, shove it. Okay. Part of the Santana <laughs> thing. Moving on. All right, moving on. we got to move on. We're moving behind. Okay. Have you ever been tempted to lick someone's eyeball? Uh, Would well, you say it turns you on? Uh, There's a lot of things that turn me on. <laughs> well, a new trend has come out licking, of Japan. Licking eyeballs is not one of them. <laughs> this new trend has come out of Japan to get your man or girl going, and it involves your tongue and their eyeball. Yep, eyeball licking. The fad has <laughs> spread across the globe. And you is, can, it a, you is it a brown eye? <laughs> and oh, whatever. God. Gross. Oh, God. The fad has spread across the globe, and you can find <laughs> photos, cartoons, and videos of the fetish all over YouTube. But doctors suggest to avoid the whole, you know, sexy act because you can get pink eye, corneal abrasions, <laughs> and 
hear this, I chlamydia. Oh. oh. <laughs> See, that's yeah. it. If there was ever so any, that, if there that, was any kind of desire to maybe try it, done. So uh, not, not for me anymore. No, the only thing is, if you're gonna lick somebody's eye, just don't lick them somewhere else. Because yeah, no, you might bring no, that over. Because your your tongue always has bacteria in it. Yes. It's, uh, it's, uh, and your eyes it's natural. It's, it's, it's natural. natural bacteria. bacteria. Oh, that's for the red, eh? For, no. the, for the red <laughs> eye. But, dip- you know, you, your, your mouth is always dirty. That's why you should brush your teeth. Guys. Anyway, we have Lulu on, on Facebook. She chimes in saying, why do Japanese, why are they weird? They always have some crazy trends. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We also have... Uh, uh, <laughs> don't say their last name, eh? When they're gonna say something. Uh, like did I that. say the last name? <laughs> no. Oh, I, you did. I no. didn't. I thought it. That's why. I did. <laughs> well, some reports say that this all came about from this Japanese rock band called Born, and they came out with a song, a, a video, music video, about a year and a half ago, where there's a woman that's licking the eyeball of one of the uh, band members. They're saying that's <laughs> possibly where it came out from. Mm. Gross. No, it's because they licked. Uh, the eyeball after they lick something else, eh? Oh, good God! It had to be that. No, Angel. There are there is bacteria in the mouth that doesn't belong yeah, in but the eye. But you're talking mm-hmm. chlamydia and pink eye, and those are very specific. Those I could I could diagnose that one right away. Eh? Uh, okay, you just got a good point there. I don't know where the chlamydia bacteria comes. Yeah, from. you're not gonna pick that up from uh, a spoon that you used unless someone that had it had it. Right. This is getting gross fast, dude. I, I, that, you know, chlamydia. You, you got to do that test. You know, when they the anonymous test. Where well, yes. If you, you get you pink eye to... chlamydia, then they would have to find out who all your partners were uh, <laughs> anonymously. I mean, it's just and see if they got their eyes licked. If, okay, so so let's say your your boyfriend's listening to this show. Uh huh. And because we know he listens, because uh-huh. he, he knows that Angel and I are always flirting with you. Okay, so <laughs> so you go home and he says. Honey, I want to try the eye licking. No, I would not do it. I've ki- I've I've kissed eyelids, like you know when you kiss someone over the eye. Yeah, yeah. I've done that, but I would never want to. But see, the point of this though is to turn you on. Yeah, no, that's not that's a turn on. That's where I don't understand. Because it makes you blink. How do you get turned on when you're blinking? Right. Right. <laughs> um, it hurts I, though, but it hurts. It well, must. It hurts. Like anytime I've touched my eye accidentally. Well, some people are into hurt. It's painful. Some uh, people are into hurt. So as point. long as she doesn't give the secret code, then you could keep licking her eye. But once she gives that code, then you got to stop. I would guess so. You know that but code, right? You know, the S and M code. Yes. yes. The the, 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 the secret stop word. one. The one that you stop with. The stop what? one. Yeah. Stop oh word. yeah, yeah, she yeah, knows. yeah, yeah. She's you got one. Yeah. What's your code? I don't. I don't have one. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh wow, you're you're tough. You I don't need a code. No, I'm oh. just saying I don't have one per se. That's why she's wearing glasses. Well, are you she? just? I don't are those know, goggles? Why can't you just? Why can't you just say like, "Bitch, get off"? Like, why can't? Why? Why can't? Because that's just, part of the fun. No, <laughs> shove them off. Hey, Kendra McGowan, what's up, eh? Shout out from the twins. <laughs> so, guys, it's just gross. Don't do it. Stop it. It's disgusting. Uh, Your yeah, tongue. Yeah. But you know what? The, the, the Japanese, as a as a um, as a culture, and forgive me of my ignorance, but th- it seems like sort of a, uh, a, a the kind of culture that really tries openly tries these very kind of what we would consider kinky things. You know. What do you mean? Well, because uh, what what didn't we do a story once before when there, when you could walk to. Any vending machine in the street and like not any but and buy like vibrators and stuff on the street. That's right. You brought it. You brought them yes, dirty laundry I, on that one. But I have one. also done where they wore chonies on their heads. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's you know. kind of 
kinky también. A little crazy. Anyway, All right. I don't know. We got time for one more. Let's move on. This but one, I've done that. Uh, let's, mo- let's move on to a story about you fellas. According to about a s- what? About you fellas. Uh, <laughs> According to a survey of about a thousand don't men. Don't make fun of the Jews, man. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> a new survey was released about a thousand men in I the U.S. and U.K. Uh, where uh, studies released that men are increasingly feeling the pressure to beautify themselves. So the study says the study <laughs> opened up basically the bathroom cabinet of men and let us know kind of what are your products that you use. Fifty four percent of Iris men, fifty four percent of men use skincare products such as moisturizer or eye cream. Okay. okay, but but okay, eye cream I understand would be sort of metrosexual, but every man uses some kind of lotion, right? Just a regular lotion, right? Just not like a cream. Like uh, I just wore, I just worked on the car. Be quiet, man! <laughs> I just worked on the car and I tr- used that cleanser that made it really chapped. Oh, so I got to put some intensive care lotion on my skin. Oh, do you mean that shit that you get at the Craig and Auto Parts and shit? Whatever that I know. Does one that? It's not a th- Guy who, but he had really super dry skin, super duper dry skin. So I know one guy who does use lotion. All the other guys, I knew a guy, and uh, the guy I couldn't shake his hand. Every time I shake his hand, it was moist with lotion. He had this obsession. He was always putting on lotion. So he'd shake his hand, and it would be a. <laughs> it was that's, awful, that's dude. Gross, dude. It was gross. How do you know it was lotion? I eh? know, uh, <laughs> and it was a small hand too. It was like, oh. dude. Sorry, just give me a fist pump, dude. Fist pump. Thirty-three percent of men had some sort of waxing or hair removal product in their bathroom cabinet. What do they wear? Th- I don't know. Shit, that's you. I don't nah, know. Nah, that's not me. Okay, Chate, so man. your man has hair right here in the back Look of his I neck, right? Dude, I don't even do you have to do nothing with do my hair. Do you have your man wax his hair in the back of his neck? I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask that. But no. would it freak you out? And it, it wouldn't freak me out. But see, I prefer. I'm not saying like gorilla style, <laughs> but I prefer hair on my man than than shaving because. Mm-hmm. Then you got the stubble. Because the yeah, stubble that comes. shit irritates. Uh, you know what? You know me because we've talked about this. I feel the same about women. <laughs> By far. I mean, God created you women. Like, you like them hairy. I like it to be natural. He I mean, it, it captures the pheromones. It drives me nuts. You know, really. It drives me nuts. Yeah. I got this okay, really. Okay, ladies, secrets. I, I got this really. Ah, uh, see, look at that. That's a little <laughs> bit too much right there. That's a little bit too much for me. Hey, uh, I'm, not s- I'm not saying you got to be like waxy smooth, but that, that gorilla suit right there just does not work for me. 39%. I thought this was a smaller percentage than I thought. 39% of men had lip balm in there. Lip balm is okay, right? Lip balm nah, is dude, okay. You're obsessed with that, Jose. 24%. You're obsessed with the lip balm, man. I'm outside at 3 in the morning doing these new sh- and, 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 and rain and sleet and snow. Yeah, but I'm like a postman. You're just dehydrated, eh? I am dehydrated. Because you're drinking all those fancy like drinks that make you energetic. <laughs> 24% had some sort of facials product in their medicine cabinet. Jose used to wear eyeliner in high school. Really? Yes, well, he was. Well, that was like the thing, right? 80s. It was the 80s. 80s. I don't care, but, but Jose wore uh, eyeliner. Well, 80s. 9%. He used to have curly long hair like Prince, and he wore the jacket from 1999. 
It wasn't 1999. No, it was the uh, the 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 when doves cry jacket. Yeah, I did. So what? <laughs> I made. Uh, and you know Robert Downey Jr. That was wore kinda, eyeliner too, dude. That was kind of. And now he's fucking Iron Man. Shut That's the hell up. Ten percent. <laughs> shit. Ten percent had concealer and eleven percent had bronzer. Do you guys really care about your bronzer uh, and stuff? Okay, this is what I gotta say, and I Just, say this to all my white girlfriends. Because you know I like the white girls. I love you the white like girls. You like ceramic what? white. Yes. So what is the problem? Hey, Why do all women think like, oh, look at me. I'm pasty white. No, you're beautiful. Your white skin is fair and beautiful. Shut up. Just Own it. No, love it. You don't need a bronzer, eh? You just need to go to the nude beach, eh? <laughs> you'll be fine by the end of the day, but sunscreen it, eh? But you'll be like, Ugh. Well, You, you need certain levels that are higher sunscreens in certain areas of your body. After all the products, it seems that men now spend just as much money as women do really? on their products. This is according to this survey. Uh, whose fault you know is it? It's women's I got, fault. I got, it's I women's got fault. these three little tubes for your feet, uh, deodorant and okay. and scrub and, and some kind of fancy shit. For like nine ninety nine from some lady on some catalog, eh? But it's good stuff. You soak your feet in it. Yarato, you kind of like uh, uh, put that stuff on it. It's supposed to deodorize, and it actually is is therapeutic. I feel real relaxed after, eh? and it smells good. So it's not about it. looking good. It's about just being relaxed. It's being yeah. I just have your woman give you a massage. Well, you feel saved of nine ninety nine. Well, after that survey, uh, they also came up with uh, the top uh, insecurities of men. And the top three were uh, Appendage size. love handles <laughs> slash beer bellies, lack of six, pack, six packs, and man boobs. Really? I yep. could, yeah, the man boobs. That one scares man me. Boobs. The man boobs. Well, <laughs> the man, man boobs. You, you know what? <laughs> that we, one scares me. We yeah, smokers you know. get man boobs. Weed smokers get mad. Oh, boobs. come on. Not they to. do. You and know they, they do. And they turn like lizards, right? Uh, you saw that Cheech and Chong movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So there you go, guys. Anyway, so, yeah, no. Man boobs. Not good. Not good. Hey, hey Jackie, I like the way you spanglish that heart attack. Anyways, that's it, Jackie. <laughs> heart attack. Yes, that is all I and, have for tonight. And that's it for uh, the News and Dirt Laundry with Jackie Costa. Thank you, Jackie. Okay, when we come back, uh, Michael Broderick, uh, Jay Irwin from GallantFeud.org, also George Pajon from Sons of Mariel and the Black Eyed Peas. We'll be right back.
final frontier. <laughs> That's perfect, Dave. Because you're all Mr. Star Trek over there, Captain Kirk, the trying to be all in control and shit. Enterprise. Ha, Jackie. It's Look at that. To explore strange Please world. leave me alone. I'm trying to do things here. <laughs> Lieutenant Uhuru. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> put your hair up like her. It would look good on you, Jackie. It would show off your, what do you call this part, Jose? Her collarbone? Yeah. I don't know. Is that what you're talking about? The part that she took a picture on in the shower. Remember that shower picture? Oh, picture? oh yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I was not in the shower. And we were in the shower. Totally a shower it picture. was a Is that on our bath. Facebook? Bubble bath. It, is that on our Facebook? Why don't you guys go to Twin Talk Show on Facebook and see if you can find that picture of Jackie in the shower. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. <laughs> Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo yes, Luis's Captain. garage. <laughs> <laughs> captain, my captain. Uh, what's that from? Uh, Charlie, that? I, I, no, I don't, but I'm not going to say captain uh, twice, eh? Port you got that one for free, eh? Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Twin, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We want to invite you all to uh, to comment us on Facebook, on Twin Talk Show, on our wall. Also, give us a call at 626-275-8946. Talking about the phone, on the phone with us right now from the Black Eyed Peas and now from the awesome duo, Sons of Mariel, George Pajon. Hey, George, what's happening, man? How you doing, guys? Hi, Jackie. Hey. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, George, thanks so much for being on our show. Look, I've been following what you guys are doing. Awesome, awesome stuff. Please let our listeners know what is new uh, with jo uh, with Sons of Mariel. Um, we're actually crossing to the, the next frontier. <laughs> we're actually uh, doing our first show with a full band uh, on uh, June 30th. At the City Walk stage, we're kicking off the awesome. summer concert series. Awesome. Uh, the, we play, we're the first uh, band for this year's uh, summer concert series on Sunday, uh, June 30th. Hey, did you excited about that? Hey, did you uh, did you release the CD, man? Because you gave us a sneak peek on that, and that thing rocked, it's man. A, it is an awesome album. Thank you, brother. Uh, it's actually completely 100% done, mixed and mastered, and I have not released it yet. Ah, uh, you're a tease, Holmes. Now, George, you did <laughs> promise. You did promise it's going to drop on Twin Talk. Remember that? I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't forgotten. I, I think as, we did enjoy. As soon as I'm going to release it, I will. I will. I will personally come over there and we'll perform live as well. Awesome. Nice. Well, listen, uh, we are we are really ecstatic about that. We really did enjoy. My brother and I keep remembering about the, the, when we were in the studio listening to those tracks. Fantastic. So there's going to show. I remember uh, those beers, too. Hey, eh? thanks. <laughs> also, what, <laughs> do, you, do you have other shows coming up besides uh, City Walk? What we're doing, actually, is um, after the City Walk gig, um, our manager, we actually signed on with a manager now, and she is going to... I'm looking to do a residency in L.A., so we're going to find a home in L.A., and we're going to play weekly. Wow. And I want to expand the music and have the people have a personal connection with us and have a place where they can actually come and talk to us, listen to the music every week, and wow. I'll grow it that way. Well, you um, know, George, let us be part of that. We'll do whatever we can to help you out on that. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. not that George like needs, needs the help. help, like he needs it. He doesn't need it. <laughs> Absolutely, it's going to be a fun thing, you know. I'm, 
I'm really, you know, the music scene in L.A. right now is really healthy, and a lot of people have done it this way and have had a lot of success, you know. And the more research I've done of what's really doing well, you know, I like the organic route. I, yeah. I have meetings with labels and stuff, but I'm really leaning towards doing this our own way. Hey, hey so how's Diego? Is he like... Being all quiet now because he's a singer, he has to preserve his vocals. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what? He's got that beard going. He's got the River Phoenix thing going now. <laughs> What's up he, with him? He does, man. <laughs> he does. Um, he actually just got back today from Colombia. He went with some family down there and uh, took some time off. And I have a show with him in Miami on the 23rd. So I fly to Miami on the 22nd. We're opening up her. Chino y Nacho in uh, Miami, and then we both fly back to L.A. to Let our listeners know the date. Let us, the listeners know the date of that uh, show. Uh, the show in Miami is uh, June 23rd. Uh, we're opening up for Chino y Nacho at Bayfront Park, and then uh, we're playing here June 30th uh, at Universal City Walk. It's a free show, all ages. Awesome. Come out in Open to everyone. I'm going to be there. We're going to come down and give you some uh, some uh, support, man. Not that you need it. Awesome. You guys are rocking. But real quick, uh, before, because we're going to play a music track of yours, the first single from your upcoming uh, album. But before we do, we talked about family. Hey, you're an uncle now, right? Uh, 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 Fergie, Fergie had her kid? No, not yet. Not yet? Oh, I thought she'd already no, had her kid. No, no, no. Oh. She's, she's, she's big, but not yet. <laughs> Well, you're almost an uncle. Eh? Get ready for that. Eh? Almost. Domingo, Domingo. Almost. So yeah, inter- I, talk, I, I talk to her. She's healthy. She's she's really looking forward to it. They're actually shopping for a house right now. They need a bigger place. Wow, awesome. Well, invite us to when she invites you to the house part <laughs> house housewarming party. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey George, we want to play your track. Uh, please introduce it to our, our listeners as we play it. Guys, this is uh, you're on Twink Talk show. This is uh, the acoustic version of I Told You. We debuted it on Twink Talk. And uh, please enjoy. And thanks, guys, for thanks. always keeping us in your thoughts. Thanks. Lost in my own agenda. And I will not surrender. No time to be in love No reason for feelings I told you don't fall in love I told you don't fall in love Take out your blindfold so you can see the truth not made believe so you don't fall in love I, I, I told you don't fall in love I, I told you I, I, I told you don't fall in love I, I told you Highways away, y'all. Cause it's as far as I can take you. The mouth drive. 
That was I Told You by Sons of Mariel, which was previously de- debuted here on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, and debuted, you said? Debuted, eh? <laughs> debuted. Um, <laughs> well, how do you say it? Debuted? <laughs> debuted. <laughs> Anyways, they played it for the first time here, eh? They actually played it live. You can find that on our uh, podcast. No, they didn't play it live. They debuted it on the MP3. That's here. right. They, okay. <laughs> that. Anyways, you can find it on our podcast at TwinTalkCast.com. In a little while, we're going to go to uh, actor-activist Michael Broderick. But right now, my brother, since he believes in his rights so much, he's going to exercise his right of speech with the Patriot Pass. I I believe in everyone's right. It is not the Holocaust, but it could be. It's not Hitler, Mao, Lenin, or Castro, but it could be. Regarding our government's recent attempt at a gun grab, quote, This year will go down in history. For the first time, a civilized nation has full gun registration. Our streets will be safer, our police more efficient, and the world will follow our lead into the future. Adolf Hitler. Regarding our government... And its recent surveillance of U.S. citizens and press for our security, they say. Here's another quote. Terrorism is the best political weapon for nothing drives people harder than a fear of sudden death. Again, from Adolf Hitler. And as the NSA builds the largest surveillance infrastructure in history here on U.S. soil to spy on everyone, including the U.S. Here's a quote from the World Future Fund. 
Communist East Germany would lay, would employ 190,000 official surveillance experts and an equal number of unofficial collaborators to watch over a populace of 17 million during the rise of the Third Reich. Fellow Americans, let's not be foolish. Maybe this administration will not abuse these powers, although I think they have already done this. But how about the next one and the one after that? And I'll conclude with one more quote by George Santayana. We all know it. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And this is my Patriot Pass. That was my brother exercising the biggest muscle in his body. <laughs> with the bitch. Hey, bro, they, Hitler had that many people doing surveillance? Yeah. As a matter of fact, an American company, IBM, utilized a computer <laughs> system that they had for surveillance. And, they, and they, they gathered information on its citizens and they cataloged it. You know what? Uh, they don't need that many people. We just go to Facebook now, eh? <laughs> Shit, right? <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be right back. We have to do a quick promo. And when we come back, uh, uh, Jay Irwin from the Retired Army, also Ma- Michael Broderick. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luce's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And on the largest radio, internet radio network in the world, Live365.com. Hey, you like my new trick? What's that trick, man? I'm, I'm doing the show and my, my headphones aren't even plugged in, eh? <laughs> Why not? Um, I don't know. I, I was doing something. How do you like your new microphone I got you? I dig my... Hey, I like it, but I can't lean Cause, on it. Cause eh? you can, I know that's why, because you're always leaning on the microphone and making all this it's noise. It's kind of floating. Now it's middle. on this this rubber, rubber cradle that's quieter. Is that so, what that is, a cradle? Yeah. <laughs> it looks it's like the, one of those things that, that kind of hold your, your testicles. 
Your testicles. What are they I, it I, looks like a cock ring, eh? Oh my god, <laughs> Cochino, dude. People are listening. <laughs> We're on the air live. It does. I should take a picture of it. Anyways. <laughs> Hey, look at the microphone is like suspended in the middle of it, eh? Anyway, so uh, we're back <laughs> as, like as we promised. <laughs> dude, you're <laughs> back up with us now. Dude. Is that a cock ring? No. That's Be a quiet, dude. Versus head. <laughs> as we promised, uh, yeah, we've been talking about it the, the whole show. Um, with us right now, Michael Broderick. He's an actor. Uh, he's been on all these shows. I've watched them on Criminal Minds, The Mentalist, Jericho. I like. Um, the guy, the gun, the the hat, Justified. Yeah, I like that show, show a lot. Uh, very well written. Like that show. Uh, Unjustified. Also, the Silver Surfer, the voice of the Silver Surfer. That, yeah, in one of the video games. Uh, yeah, Fantastic video Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh-huh. That was yeah, a fun gig. Uh-huh. So uh, with us right now, um, Michael Broderick. Uh, also, he's here with us to talk to us a bit about a uh, great organization called GallantView.org. That's gallantfew.org. Um, and um, also with us on the phone, retired U.S. Army veteran Jay Irwin, who uh, will also give us a talk. Hey, J- hey, Jay, how are you? Pretty good. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Michael, how you doing, man? Doing well, thanks. Hey, Jay, what do you say? So, um, so listen, we want to, uh, first of all, thank you both for being here. And uh, I want to start with with Michael, just to let people know a little bit about your background. You're an actor. Yeah. Tell us tell us a little bit about your gigs. You know, how you got into this, and you know what you've been doing. Well, I actually got into it kind of late in life. I uh, after I uh, finished my uh, term in the Marine Corps, I moved to New York to be an actor. Ended up uh, playing in a band for a long time, uh-huh. and then uh, that's like acting, eh? Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> like I do, what, I always act like I'm playing guitar. Eh? <laughs> they call it air guitaring. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I played music for a little while, and then um, you know it was after I saw Band of Brothers and nine uh, eleven happened, and all that stuff, where you kind of start reevaluating your life, and you realize life's too short, you know. So I said, you know what, I, I came to New York to be an actor. I'm gonna do it, you know. So I, I heard they were gonna do the Pacific, you know, about the Marines, right? And I said, man, if it's anything like Band of Brothers, well, I got to get in this thing. So right. I said to the wife, you know, we just had a baby, and I was like. I want to move to Los Angeles. She's like, what? <laughs> I said, I want to move to Los Angeles. Go be an actor. I'm going to go get in this Pacific thing. And, uh, you know, she backs her man's play. You know, she's like, oh, you, want to, you want to do this? Let's do it. You know, so um, we came out. I couldn't get an audition because I wasn't anybody. Uh-huh. But uh, but now I'm an actor. So, you know, uh-huh. I've, I've uh, you know been on 24 and a bunch of great shows. Right. I'm just having a blast. And you're also uh, a military man. Yeah, former Marine. Former Marine. And uh, where did you serve? I served. I was stationed in Jacksonville, North Carolina, okay. but I served all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. uh, did a Mediterranean float and got out to Twenty Nine Palms and all kinds oh, yeah. of cruises. Twenty Nine Palms. Hey, so when you're desert. you're in the soldier in Jacksonville, do they also as part of your gear? Do they give you baseball bats? <laughs> or is that Louisville? That's Louisville, bro. Louisville. Oh, Charlie, yeah. I got it wrong. <laughs> no, they give you like a you know Budweiser bottle and a, <laughs> and a very large cup of coffee <laughs> and a trucker hat. <laughs> So, um, how did you become involved in the Gallant Few or Gallant? Forgive me, it's not the. It's GallantFew.org. Gallant. What is it? No, what is it? First, first? What, what is it? And uh, we'll talk to Jay about that too. But uh, wh- how did you become involved? Well, Gallant Few uh, is a veterans mentoring organization. It was founded by Carl Monger, who's a who's an Army Ranger, and uh, basically what they do is they uh, match up uh, returning veterans with a combat veteran from their 
area, their hometown, that's already kind of made the transition to civilian life successfully. So these new guys who are coming in trying to make that transition to civilian life, which can be very difficult at times, mm -hmm. uh, it, they put them together in a one-on-one -on -one mentoring uh, relationship, and um, it's been very successful. So. So, sort of like a big brother thing, it sounds like. Exactly. Uh, on the phone with us, again, uh, Jay Irwin, U.S. Army veteran, uh, served combat tours with the 2nd Ranger Battalion and the 82nd Airborne Division. In his last tour, he was wounded. And uh, um, you've been with uh, the Gallant View. Uh, or, sorry, I keep saying the. It's Gallant View, gallantview.org. Uh, Jay, well, uh, may I ask you, yes. at, w at what rank did you uh, 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 retire from the military? Um, as an E-5. Okay. So, and yeah, just four years in and got injured and just got out. So so tell us about your injury. How did this happen? Give us a story, a background on it. Well, okay, I, so we went on a deployment, and we were um, doing some stuff late at night, early in the morning, and we got dropped off about five kilometers off our course. And we took a team and tried to get back on course. And uh, we started taking enemy small arms fire and mortar shells. Now tell us where this and was at. Well, give us a locator on this. This oh. is in uh, Yusufia, Iraq. Okay. And so this is like 17 kilometers southwest of Baghdad. Wow. So, yeah. And um, so we, we received small arms fire, mortar fire, and we started returning fire. And it just got more accurate and more accurate. And uh, so we, we decided to try to break contact. Well, once we broke contact, they already had us uh, in their sights, basically. Now, give us a, pay to, pay to, I'm interrupting you, but for those of us and, uh, who are not, who are civilians, when you say more accurate, that means there were, the bullets were getting closer and closer is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. The, wow. the bullets were whizzing above the head, wow. um, cracking around at your feet, and you saw the dust fly. And then you saw there, so they followed that with, um, there was two teams, one that was shooting small arms and one that was shooting, uh, the mortar rounds and they just kept walking them closer and closer. And basically they, you got caught in the kill zone wow. and I was caught in the kill zone and was me and there was 10 people there and nine of us got injured. One of us, one of them got killed. And then the next day they killed two more. So they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, wow. you can't you can't tell them that they didn't because they did well. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I'm doing all right though. You know, life is good now. And what kind of injuries? What, what kind of injuries did you sustain? Um, I had a uh, compound compound wound, open fracture to my left tibia and fibula, and then my my hand and fingers were kind of blown and dismangled. Wow. And I had. Uh, pretty much like a quarter inch from being from my femoral artery being pretty much severed so they had to open me up right there on the battlefield and do their thing get that stuff under control which those medics saved my life so i got to thank them for that but and then uh they packaged me up called a a fast mover in and dropped a few 1500 pound bombs on the on the team and we we took off i went to the hospital now, uh, Gallant Few is not, is not only for those that are injured. Now, uh, uh, like uh, Jay Irwin, uh, is that correct? Uh, That's correct. Like, uh, uh, yeah, correct. any any combat veteran, per particularly they focus right now on the Rangers. It's small community, relatively small community. 
Uh, and they're a relatively small organization right now. The reason I had started the poster project was to kind of help them expand. Yeah, tell, tell our listeners about the poster project. And I want to get back to Jay in a little while about how he, um, you know, how he benefited from Gallant Few. But you just uh, had a fundraising project called the Poster Project. Which That's I, correct. I had an opportunity to look at that poster, which is amazing. Tell our listeners about it and what it. Uh, how do you guys benefit from it? Well, like I said earlier, I'm a big fan of Banner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier, uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I heard that Gallant Few was going to have a fundraising auction. And they had had one before with like various Hollywood memorabilia and stuff like that. Like I think they saw they auctioned off Dust Boot. You ever see that movie? Oh, yeah, uh, Beer yeah. Fest. You yeah. Know, those guys donated that. And so wow. they, you know it's cool. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not any big name or anything, so I said, what could I do to kind of donate something? So I bought this Band of Brothers movie poster that had six signatures of the original Easy Company World War II veterans. Awesome. Uh, one of whom is, uh, had actually passed away already, uh, Buck Compton, wow. who was played by Neil McDonough in, in the series. Wow. Anyway, six original uh, Easy Company veterans on there, and I was just going to donate it to Gallant Few. But then they weren't sure when the auction was going to be. And I said, well, all right, I'm holding on to this thing. Let me see if I can do something better. So I started to chase down some of the actors from the series. Wow. And uh, after 15 months, I got 28 cast and crew members, including Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Damian Lewis, Ron Livingston, Ross McCall. Wow. I mean, so many uh, great people. Uh, Richard Spate was a huge help with it. And... um, so what did they do? They they signed the poster or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they signed the poster. I can actually show you a picture of it. That's uh, that's that's the poster right there. Oh. These are all the guys that signed it. It's it, like a movie poster. Exactly, it's the like movie the kind- poster for Band of Brothers, uh-huh. and they all signed it. And um, so at the <laughs> what'd end, what did you do? We went over there with your sharpie and knocked on their pretty, door. Yeah, no, pretty much. You know, well, uh, some were easier than others. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Some of my friends were like, "Dude, I just saw Kirk Acevedo in the Starbucks, and I told him about your thing. He said to give him a call." You know? Oh, really? So uh, Acevedo? Yeah, you know, yeah. so did you show up with a Spray can. <laughs> so nowadays, nowadays it's you know the Starbucks is the drug what the drugstore was in the fifties for tele- for film. Everyone used to go to the drugstore for their pop and ice cream, and that's where you'd run into people. Now you run into people at the Starbucks. Exactly. Okay. You know, and a lot of my fellow actors were were big help. You know, and uh, you know I'd say. You know, you, you never know who knows who. So you start spreading the word, and people are like, oh, wait a second, I know, I know Neil McDonough. Let me talk to him, you know. Uh, and then I finally got Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks, by just putting it out on Facebook. I was out of options, man. I said, all right, who, who knows Tom Hanks? And it turns oh, really? out wow. some, some guy I know in New York, uh-huh. his friend was in a play with Tom Hanks at the time. So wow. I flew out to New York and got Tom Hanks' signature. Nice. Well, so, <laughs> so how much money were you able to raise uh, by auctioning that? The final auction went for $4,601 wow. to a woman uh, in Australia, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, she was just over the moon to get it. So I was happy that it was somebody that really wanted it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, now this money goes to Gallant Few and help awesome. them do their work. So, um, and in what way does that work you're talking about help people? Or should, I, I think that's a question for Jay. Jay, Jay yeah. you, you became involved with Gallant Few. How did your involvement become uh, happen? And I, I want to know how is he involved? Is he mentoring or being mentored? That's what I'm asking right now. So, you know, how um, well, right now I'm a little bit of both. I, I help a few guys around my community, but I actually got linked up with Carl Monger. So I got really lucky. Um, Okay. And so he's basically took me under his wing, showed me what Gallant Few had to offer, and um, for you personally, that- for you personally, what did it do for you? Yeah, obviously you had to come back with injuries, but also, sure. like like Michael says, and not all people come back with physical injuries, and they have sure. to come and be reacclimated, if you will, to civilian life. Uh, th- th- is that how you benefited as well? Let our, let our listeners yeah. know. Paint a picture for them. 
Oh, okay. So I, I called, I, I heard about Gallant Few through a mutual friend and we, uh, we started talking, me and Carl met up at a, at a lunch uh, place here in town and we had lunch together and started to talk and kind of, once you have that like camaraderie and the, we both share the same story, same background, it, it gives you a easy way to relate to somebody that you may not be able to relate to another person that's never been through that. And he showed me those things like, hey, you know what? You, you're injured, but I understand you don't have to sit here and tell me. Um, this is a this is a it's a commonality that brings two people together. And one, he has already been through the process of going out from the military, finding a job, doing all the things that you're supposed to do when you leave the military. And so if I have questions and when I have questions, I call Carl. Hey, man, I don't I've never done this. What do I do? Wow. And he, yeah, he puts his, you know, his honest foot forward and he gives me a straight shot. And I, I got to thank the man because it's done, it's done wonders for me. So, you know, if I can so. jump in, uh, I thought it was really cool that basically Carl, uh, the founder, he's the founder of Gallant View. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you're, man, you're lucky to have uh, hooked up with him, a great guy. But uh, yeah. oh, he yeah. basically started the whole organization just by hearing guys that were, hearing that guys were start struggling making the transition. He basically put his cell phone number on a website and said, look, if you're a ranger and you're having trouble, call me, day or night. Wow. And that's how it started. And they started getting volunteers to kind of help. Hey, I need a designated driver. Give me his number. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> but this, I think what's interesting is that uh, we're talking about Army Rangers. And among the best of uh, military people are the, uh, you know, in the, in the branch, in the Army and yeah, Chuck Norris was a ranger. <laughs> so there you go. But the, among the best are mentoring those who are coming back. Is it only for Army Rangers as they come back? Well, uh, they focus currently on Army Rangers, like I said, just because of the size of the organization. And, uh, and that's what Carl is and many of the members. But uh, they have taken on cases that are not uh, Army Rangers. And they're, like I said, they're looking to expand to all branches. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully with the with – the, more donations and people that and more supporters they'll, they'll be able to do that tell us about michael tell us about what um obviously the, um, the most obvious injuries uh, obstacles that we know about are physical injuries but what other obstacles do uh you know homecoming veterans uh face well um you know now i should say i'm not a combat veteran so i can't speak to that i served during you know quote peacetime okay unquote. Mm -hmm. uh and, well, it's never peacetime, is it? Uh, so anyway. Piece of ace. <laughs> but even for me, you know, it, uh, transitioning out of the, out of the military, it's, it's a shock to your system. But, you know, I've, you know, um, I've always kind of been versatile and, and uh, you know, you try to improvise as best you can. Uh, so, you know, I found my way, but I can just the guys I've met that are combat veterans and they they. Their level of engagement and intensity of, of service is uh, much higher than a, than a peacetime veteran. Like so, uh, but are we having uh, – what I'm trying to get at is, is the issues that they face. Are they having trouble getting jobs? Are they having trouble with post PTSD? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them uh, – you know, Jay, Jay said, yeah. Well, like what, Jay? You don't, you don't, you don't really – I mean, just because somebody's a combat veteran, they may not look like they're injured. Um, they, but they, they may have injuries that they try to hide or they try to keep in their little dark closet because they don't want those things to stick out in a world that people don't, they don't accept that anymore. No, you know, the society doesn't accept that. So it's hard for them to understand how to come home and fit right back in. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely 
injuries that you do you can't see. And so just because I'm walking out with a limp and a cool cane doesn't mean that, you know, I got my own story, but there's somebody that may have been through three times more combat as me and has issues, sleep problems, PTSD, anger issues, maybe has a great relationship with alcohol. You know, you just, those, those things could pop up and that's, you know, we, we, we gallant few hits on that. They'll, they'll definitely take the guys that just because they're not mangled doesn't mean they're not injured. So there are those, uh, there are those, issues that we're tough we're definitely trying to keep under wraps here so. and i think one of the reasons gallant view has been successful is because these guys don't necessarily want to talk to somebody at the the overburdened va or a psychologist right. or somebody like that you know they want to talk to people that are uh that have been through what they have and they they understand <laughs> it so they they don't have Sorry. to spend time explaining things you just get it and just i think it. that's why they're successful hey yeah. dude i got a great relationship with an ipa man <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> hey, man, Fresh and Easy's got all the specials, man. <laughs> so um, you, uh, we talked before uh, when I first met you, Michael, uh, a little bit briefly when you told me about Gallant Few. Uh, you mentioned the suicide rate among uh, returning veterans. Tell, talk, tell yeah, the something. last numbers I heard from, I believe it was the VA, it's 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. Wow. wow. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, if you think about it um, – if I, I see Gallant Few sort of like having a big brother who who exactly went through what it's you like went It's like a through. class buddy, eh? Like when you're new in class and they find somebody that speaks Banglish like you. Okay. And they give you a class buddy. Yeah, put eh? the Mexicans together. <laughs> they'll get along. No, but and I think that's amazing because, um, yeah, there are those, like you said, those official groups. But when you got someone who's, a, I guess I, the term is like a brother who went through the exact same thing, probably even served in the same area or maybe saw combat like you and then you relate so um what if you what if you know a veteran who you know has uh some sort of issues trying to transition whether it be ptsd or anger issues Mm -hmm. but they're maybe not cognizant that they have those issues or defy getting any help what would you suggest to do to try to get them into a program like gallant few which seems to be very helpful well uh, Jay, maybe you can speak to that. I mean, Ga- Gallant Few is a great organization, mm-hmm. and I know there are other ones as well. Uh, but sure. Go ahead, Jay. The qu- oh, well, the, fir- the first thing anyone can do, just if that's a an issue or a problem, is just to be upfront and open with them. Um, just say, hey, you know, is are you having a problem? Is there a problem? And if they're not willing to, to confront it, maybe offer some sort of book there's also there's tons of books about ptsd it's called a mind frozen in time i actually read it because my mind was frozen over there and it helped me release those things that i was keeping from everyone else and it made me see out of a different lens if you will and so um just being open and honest and if that veteran doesn't turn to be willing then just uh maybe try to drag them to the VA. I just, you know, there's so many little options nowadays that it's amazing, but it's, it's getting that veteran to a point to where they're comfortable enough with you within the relationship before they release that information. So just maybe just being their buddy first, that, that could help. He just gave some very, very uh, salient advice in that because he just gave us exact example of what I gather the gallant few does. He just kind of talks to you like normal and says, hey, you know what? Just kind of open up to it. That's very well right. said, uh, uh, Jay. Uh, one thing. Let's Thank ta- you, guys. Th- let's talk about, <laughs> talk about Captain Kirk. 
Very well said for a private. <laughs> no, he's a he's a E five started. Forgive me, he's E five. So law enforcement, education, small business, warfighter. Tell us about all those programs. Do you know anything about that? Jay, tell us about the – I'm looking on the website. There's programs like law enforcement, education, small business, warfighter. Tell us about those. Well, Carl does the, the small business training for – it's basically getting um, businesses, the if they are a veteran, getting them um, the veteran disabled small business, SBBO, I think is what it stands for, and it just helps the veteran, if they own a business, get more benefits and – kind of get their the, the ball rolling more smooth awesome um as, as far as anti-suicide the descendants the descendants of sparta is a pretty great um program that they just rolled out, out through i think it's boom cutler started that and he is a great guy he he basically said if, if i'm going to take this pledge um with my buddy that may be you know suicidal or have some tendencies of that nature and if they do I'm going to let him know first so that wow. there is one person involved at least all the time. And it's uh, kind of like the buddy system. Yeah. It never goes away. That's fantastic. So, and that's a, that works. That's fantastic. I see the pledge right here. It says, I will not take my own life by my own hand until I talk to my battle buddy first. My mission is to find a mission to help my warfighter family. What a great pledge. Man, I get the chills yeah. reading that. Um, we, we're running out of time, but um, before I let you go, uh, Jay – is there anything else you want to impart to our listeners about Gallant Few or anybody that you that may be, you know, quiet out there? Maybe somebody who's sure. a battle who needs a battle buddy. Sure. Well, I would just encourage anybody that's listening that there there is somebody out there. Um, you can you can you can find somebody, and there are people that are interested. And Gallant Few is one of those organizations that is truly interested in the well being. And then, you know, the nature of the person that has been to war, has put their life on the line. And don't be afraid to step up. We are there to help. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Michael, um, back to you. Now, this is a 501c3. Uh, that's why it's the .org thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to impart to our listeners? Anything I forgot to ask or anything that we forgot to bring up? Because I want to make sure we cover this. No, uh, I don't know. I think we covered everything. But I would say this. The poster project is over. It ended mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I do encourage your listeners and, and anybody else that listens uh, to the podcast later to do, could visit gallantfew.org and help them reach their uh, fundraising goal this year. Five, ten, twenty dollars whatever you can offer. Uh, it's a great organization, and they're doing fantastic work. That's pretty inspiring, and I think I'm going to write a book that's called My Brain Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) So it's gallantfew.org. I'm going to put a link to that on our Facebook page on Twin Talk Show. Uh, I encourage all listeners uh, to go to gallantfew.org. Very neatly put together website, if I may say. It's really cool. But there's some really cool information, and I like the T-shirts. I'm going to order some T-shirts. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for for being on our show, Jay. Thank you, Michael. Angel, any uh, any words, brother? No, hey, thanks for coming down. It's my pleasure. <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Hey. Anyways, we'll be you right- too, Jay. Hey, hey I'm hey, serious. You. Are you close by, man? I'm serious. I'll bring the IPA. Uh, hey, I'm in Kansas. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> me. Angel, you got You promised now. Anyways, yeah. thanks for thanks for being with us. We'll be right back with Angels right, Angels Chill Round Chill Round. <laughs> we'll be back with Angels Chill Round. Stay tuned. All right.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back and listen. We all have fears. Fear of flying, fear of dying, fear of the unknown, fear of losing control. But let's contemplate that fear that goes unnoticed. Sometimes we snap at strangers or loved ones out of fear and we don't even know it. We may act harshly or even vindictively while grabbing at logical justifications to support our stance, all the while reacting to a deep, seated fear we don't see or admit. This unseen fear is not without its repercussions. It can steer you like a ship without anchor, isolating you from others and reality, and simply make you and others have a shitty day. You see, fear, just like faith, is a force, yet they rely on your anticipation of something not yet seen. However, Fear operates from a realm of selfishness. Its only function is to protect me. But faith, on the other hand, operates in a realm of love, which no matter the outcome, it will always end in love. So, consider this. In every situation, see love. And in every action and every thought, be love. Albert Einstein said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but to live in spite of it. Chill, one love. And that's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I was to, it's the end of the show, eh? You know, like, what's his name? Uh, Letterman throws cards and shit. I'm throwing my chill lounge papers, eh? <laughs> I hate when you shit. ruffle papers and shit. I'll do it again, you know, otra vez, eh? Sopas. That one's in the books, eh? Anyways, thanks for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We want to thank all our guests for being here. We want to thank Cordell Crisman from Cineverse.com. What's up, Cordell? Say what, uh, what's up to Dave. Thanks to Dave. Dave who? Oh, I'm Dave telling Cord- Cordell to say hello to Dave. Oh, yeah. Say hello to <laughs> Dave Brown. Also want to thank George Pajon from Sons of Mariel for uh, 
coming on our show as well. Thank you, Jackie Casas, with the news and dirty laundry. <laughs> Thank dry. you, guys. Good night. <laughs> She's just dry, uh, drying her nails over there. She's just painting her nails. I'm eh? a woman, so I'm multitasking. Hey, this is compelling radio while you do your nails, eh? Multitasker, you. Also, also want to thank U.S. Army veteran from 2nd Ranger Battalion and the 82nd Airborne Division, Jay Irwin, for being on our show. Salud. Cheers, Jay. Also, actor and activist, uh, Mr. Mike. Active sounds so leftist, doesn't it? <laughs> but a concerned former military man and actor, Michael Broderick. Thanks so much for being on our show. Hey, real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down. You know, I met him uh, at NBC. He had just gone on to do a segment, and he showed me the poster, and I go, this is great. Would you be on our show? He goes, yes. Just like that. Thanks, man. And now he's, like, regretting it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends, eh? Tell them about the twins. Thanks so much for being on our show. Really appreciate it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. um, And all the guys that signed that poster, tell them también, eh? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so uh, when we uh, well check us out next week, uh, we're going to be back on Twin Talk uh, Tuesdays. Back on Tuesday, yeah, back on Tuesdays because Tuesdays and Tuesdays. And next week we're playing a new tune uh, by uh, his name is Daniel Batan Marley. That's Ziggy Marley's son. We'll be uh, playing that tune on our show, and we might just have him on as well. Uh, awesome! So stay tuned. Check us out. Remember. You can check out all our shows via the archived podcast on TwinTalkCast.com. Click previous podcasts. And you can listen to this on our rotation later on in Live365.com radio network. All right. Good night, y'all. Shoo!